Jesus said to the crowd, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say now, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the father who sent me and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is not the bread that comes down from heaven, so that the one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. It's one of several I am statements that Jesus says in the Gospel of John. Jesus also says, I am the true vine. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the door, and so on. Each I am statement revealing a bit more about a God who takes on flesh and lives among us. When we today hear Jesus say, I am the bread of life, I think most of our minds jump right to our practice of communion. It's central to our worship and our life together, so it feels familiar to us. But when Jesus said this, to that crowd who first gathered around him, the sacrament of Holy Communion didn't exist yet. Saying, I am the bread of life, was a really strange thing to say. Author uh, Lauren Winner explores different metaphors for meeting God in her book, Wearing God. And in her chapter on bread and vine, she writes, I once asked a circle of people from church, if Jesus is the bread of life, what kind of bread is he? Not one of them said he's that small round wafer we use at communion. (laughs) I wrote down their answers, and I think they make a good prayer. A bagel rye, toast with jam, morning glory muffins, chocolate tea bread, rosemary ciabatta, my grandmother's sourdough, my grandmother's challah, French toast, a crusty baguette. This gorgeous list expands our attention from the usual thought, if God is bread, then God meets my needs, 
to the category of delectation. If God is chocolate tea bread, God is not only pannery provision, but God is also about delight. It is one of the beauties of this metaphor that bread, like the one who made the hands who made the bread, contains both enjoyment and necessity, sustenance and pleasure. Now I have to admit that before reading this book, when I thought of Jesus as bread, I thought of Jesus as sustaining, providing my basic daily needs, a simple food, a necessity. And that's all true. And yet, bread is so much more than that. Now I find myself wanting to add to this list that Lauren Winner writes, that Jesus is pumpernickel and tortilla and naan and bao buns and, hey, even Swedish coffee bread. I love bread of all kinds, and I have since I was a kid. I remember going into a bakery and my parents would say, you can pick one thing, and I would skip over the brownies and the giant cookies and the pastries and ask for bread, a Portuguese roll every time. Bread can be sweet and fluffy, hearty and dense, savory with herbs, a utensil. It can be gluten-free. It can be homemade with love, filling up your home with that heavenly scent. Or store-bought and available at any moment, able to live on a shelf for weeks. It can be a way to use up all those garden goodies from blueberries to zucchini. Bread is a pretty amazing food. Bread in some form or another is so essential to the diets of most cultures that the word companion derives from two Latin words, with and bread. A companion is someone that we break bread with. So when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, maybe Jesus isn't just offering a way to be sustained, but Jesus is offering a way to be deeply nourished. Jesus is offering a life that is abundant, filled with joy and delight and the blessing of community. We see a glimpse of this earlier in John's Gospel, too, when Jesus' very first miracle is turning water into wine at the wedding in Cana, showing again that Jesus isn't just about sustenance. Jesus is about enjoyment, too. We are getting a glimpse of a heavenly feast, a banquet with a table that has a seat for everyone. Jesus wants to fill us up. Eat this bread and live. Really live. Live abundantly. Live forever. We talk about the duties of a Christian life all the time. How we are called to work for justice and be peacemakers and preach the good news and be healers in our hurting world. And sometimes face obstacles that stand in the way of all those things. 
We are called to live in a way that brings God's heavenly kingdom to earth. And sometimes this list of what we're called to do sounds too demanding and too painful and too hard that we forget how much joy there is in being a follower of Christ. How we are being fueled for this work, not just with calories, daily bread, the bare minimum we need to survive so we can muster up the energy to slog through another day. Instead, we are being equipped and transformed for this calling by our living and active God who desires what is best for us. We have a God who fills us up with God's own self. God wants to be consumed, devoured, savored, to live within us, to work in us and through us, uniting us with our creator and with all who follow Jesus. In Jesus, the living bread, we are united with God and united with one another. Now, earlier this week, I led chapel time here at Emmanuel's Nursery School, and I couldn't find any vacation, Bible school, kid-friendly songs about the bread of life. But if you know one, please see me after worship so I can learn it. So instead, I opted to teach the kids the chorus to as the grains of wheat, which is a pretty challenging song if you're only three or four. But kids are up for a challenge, so I went with it. Before I slowly taught the words phrase by phrase, I instructed the kids to close their eyes and to imagine two different images. The first image of a big farm or field, growing wheat as far as the eye could see. And then all of this wheat being gathered into one loaf of bread. And then I asked them to imagine all different kinds of people from all over the world, people who look differently and speak different languages, who come from different countries and places, coming together as one people in Jesus. And then I taught the words very slowly, one short phrase at a time. As the grains of wheat, once scattered on the hill, were gathered into one to become our bread. So may all your people from all the ends of earth be gathered into one in you. It took a while, but after some practicing, we sang it all together. And their clear, sweet voices singing this song with that vision of hope and unity for the world. These, I've heard this song sung so many times. 
more times than I can count, but hearing it sung back to me from these sweet kids still at the beginning of their life, still with so much to experience, brought tears to my eyes. So may all your people from all the ends of earth be gathered into one in you. Jesus is the bread, sustaining, nourishing, delicious, abundant, satisfying, unifying, life-giving, eternal bread. May we be filled with this bread and delight in this bread always. Amen.